Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Friend Wrap. I'm your host, Nicholas Lorimer, and today I'm joined by Mr. Herman Pretorius. Let's get into the news of today, and one of the big big stories I think we're going to talk about a little bit today is the city of Tswane, which is experiencing an ongoing strike that has been lasting quite a while, and the city is getting increasingly stern in its rebuke of the strikers. The city of Tswane's MMC for Community Safety has said that the violence could now be called organized crime. Uh, they said, quote, it is clear we are no longer dealing with illegal strike action. We are now dealing with a well-coordinated criminal attack against the city. What started out as sporadic acts of violence linked to the illegal strike action has now escalated into what the coalition government believes is organized violence aimed at destabilizing Twine by attacking the city, its property and its employees. He added, uh, this has moved far beyond the point where we could have some sort of negotiation and there needs to be decisive police intervention. Uh, there have been all sorts of attacks on city vehicles that are continuing to operate. A city spokesperson said that recently a water tanker, which was meant to be delivering water to an informal settlement, was was uh, burned and the driver was beaten. And there have been a number of other attacks on buses and cars belonging to the city and operating city services. The street strike has been going on for a while. It was declared illegal some time ago, and a significant number of people have already been dismissed. But uh, problems continue. Um, so... Herman, you're a resident of Tswane. Can you tell us a little bit about what you think about this and how things are from your perspective? Yeah, so it has been a tough two months in the sense that service delivery really has come to a standstill. Especially visible is the refuse collection that doesn't function. Uh, a few kilometers from where I live, there's a, a, a organic refuse site where you can dump your, you know, garden refuse and so on um, and that used to that that piled up to such an extent that the road that runs by it half of that road started to be covered by this garden refuse so it just became very very difficult to manage that but um, all credit must go to my local representative um, and I know many other councillors who are doing one hell of a job in making sure that uh, private companies, citizens here locally get involved, get cleanup uh, initiatives going, um, even you know tar some of the roads, and it, it's just a paralysis. Now, uh, Granit Dienison, uh, the the MA, uh, MMC, um, is absolutely right that this is no longer a strike situation where there's uh, uh, an idea of a picket and that labour is being withheld as a leverage in wage negotiations. We are at to such an extent where our councillors have started asking residents of the city to please not tell other people or share online when refuse is being collected or when electricity cables are being fixed, because that information filters through to nefarious characters that then go out and attack that person in that route, in that area. It is now quite clearly a deliberate attempt to sabotage efforts to get services going, at least just chugging along on a very baseline level. The strike is no longer something that motivates here, and we have to take into account that ungovernability tactics and strategy is a very, very old, established people's war strategy. If we cast our mind back even 20 years ago, um, when it was uh, looking at Cape Town, the Western Cape, the idea of making a place ungovernable, thereby tarnishing the parties in government, either by uh, and, and gaining political advantage, either through suppression of voter turnout or actually stoking 
animosity towards the incumbent political parties, the EFF, the ANC, this is part and parcel of their strategic and tactical approach. The other day, four uh, municipal vehicles were set alight two days ago here, and that is just sabotage because these vehicles are key to the living circumstances of especially the poorest people in the city. So this is no longer making a point or leveraging for pay. This is ungovernability tactics. I think it's no coincidence that we are, what, 10 months out from an election. I think that's exactly right. And it's a very dangerous trend to see in our politics, this kind of uh, behavior. But it's worth remembering that such tactics were, I think, ultimately pretty unsuccessful um, in, in Cape Town and the Western Cape. And I yes. suspect that they will end up being unsuccessful here so long as the coalition government holds firm. And let us remember that one of the, 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 the sort of alleged cause of the strike is this dispute over a wage increase, I think, promised in 2021. The city workers said they were promised, I think it was a 5 or 6% increase. And the city of Tuane says, we don't have the money. Because they don't. Yeah. The city is in a very yeah. bad financial state. And uh, those workers are, while you know, not getting raises, not great, by comparable standards to the private sector or probably even to other municipalities, they are actually pretty well paid. Um, you know, uh, we, we covered on the show at one point, I think gardeners, for example, get like 20,000 rand a month. Um, um, call center people can get up to, you know, sort of 35,000 rand a month. It's pretty good pay. Um, when you compare that to the average wage in Gauteng, which I think is something like 7,000 rand a month. And a part of the problem is that it's not clear that it is the minister, the striking municipal workers, or even, you know, these people incurring these acts of, acts of sabotage. Um, so this is very much just, I, I think, a smokescreen. Create political chaos so that you can use that as a, smoke, as, as a smoke screen for sabotage and destructive tactics. And it is genuinely um, a problem because it really is a self, it, it, it just gets the city deeper into a problem of fiscal uh, stability. And we should remember that before the illegal, judicially declared illegal takeover by the ANC um, provincial government in 2020, Tswane was had a surplus of funding of 200 million rand. We are now 3 billion rand short here due to a few months of ANC takeover. This is political, it is sabotage, and I think the multi-party coalition is doing the right thing by having a spine doubling down because if they give in now, number one, it'll sink the fiscal position of the city. Number two, you just cede. Um, you, you encourage the negotiation with terrorists. Harsh words, but I think very true. Um, okay, let us go on to our next story. And this is a little bit more of a positive story. And uh, there has been a call by a group which uh, calls itself the African Reclaimers Organization. They were founded in 2018. They say they have more than 6,000 members. And they focus on organizing the waste pickers, uh, the informal waste pickers, in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg, and they are calling on the public to assist those waste pickers by sorting their recyclable materials. So anyone who lives in our big cities, particularly, uh, I would say, Joburg, has seen these guys who drag these massive uh, bags of recycled materials from the, uh, the, the wealthier areas where they basically go through people's garbage and collect recycled materials. They drag those through to recycling centers where they sell the materials and uh, make a living out of that. Um, 
the, the, the spokesperson for the African Reclaimers Organization said, when informal recyclers were first seen on our streets, they were often stigmatized in our society, but people are beginning to understand the essential role we play when it comes to recycling. They claim that due to the efforts of these recyclers, we are now recycling in South Africa at a level comparable to countries like Sweden, where apparently we're one of we're like third in the world by some rankings. And that 90% of all collected recycled materials is done by these informal recyclers. And that about 90,000 South Africans are, according to the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, uh, engaging in this kind of business. It's a fascinating story of South Africans kind of stepping up and making a plan in a difficult economic environment. And this is work that pretty much anyone can do, right, Herman? It's something that you just need to be strong and tough in order to be able to do it. I mean, not even strong and tough. Someone like me would be able to do it. Um, So part of what makes this so valuable is it is low-skilled labor, but value-add the value it adds is significant in terms of making sure that these people, by their own initiative, they're not employed by the state, they are not employed by the government, they are essentially small businesses, very small businesses, often you know just the one individual, but they add value by doing things that within the broad ecosystem of South African resource use is actually positive. And um, I must say that not during this time of strikes, the fact that these waste pickers in Tswane have continued um, removing some of these recyclable things from uh, just outside our homes on the road has eased that load just that bit more. And I can't claim any virtue to this. Uh, it, it All credit goes to my wife. But we have been recycling, separating into cardboard, glass, tin, plastic. Um, and just before the show, I told you about this one engagement where one waste picker came, was near my house when I came out and put out these categorized things. And he looked at me and he just said, you're helping me. Why? He was so unused to just the basic level of someone making his life a bit easier. That man is doing something that is adding value to our resource use in South Africa. He's making a living off it. He's not begging for anyone. And perhaps the only negative thing you can say about these people, in my experience, is sometimes their trolleys do get in the way of traffic. But I really urge listeners to support these people. There are many, many informal economic scourges on South Africa where people leech. These these waste pickers do not. They add value and we should be grateful to them. And I, I would encourage people to, to heed the call from the ARO in this regard. Exactly. South Africa should be supporting all the people who are building value um, and uniting our, all of us against those who are destroying value, uh, wherever they may be. Okay, thank you very much for listening, and I think that is a wrap for today. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Cheers. 